has never done anything for you. I thought you would shout unto the Lord. Can you add a shout, 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 shout? I thought you would be on your feet and shout unto the Lord. Let God hear. Come on, shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us be outstanding. Let me say this, then we, we just proceed. God has been so merciful. God has been so faithful and so good. And I want to share this testimony. When I was replying, um, I applied for my master's and they told me that you can't do Enfield unless MBA. And I told them that I would do it because my undergrad, I did IT management. So I didn't do finance, but they said you can't do it unless you go and do MBA. And I said, I can still do it by the grace of God. I passed the interview and everything. Then just recent Monday, I completed my Enfield Finance Program. And along the line, a class of 33, now we are about 22. Many dropped on the way because it was very difficult. But God has been so merciful to me. God has been so grateful to me. Lift up your two hands. Bless the name of the Lord. Come, come. Lift up your two hands and bless the name of the Lord. Tell God how much you love him. How grateful, how faithful. Lift up your voice. Just one minute, lift up your voice. Someone lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord. The Lord has been good unto us from the one from first January up to now is just the grace of God I want you to lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord oh you are glory and what it to be praised, you are the Lord upon the
Mahila, you are my keeper. Amen. 
Tell them that your miracle is coming. To the land who reigns forever. Amen. In the most evening way, I see hallelujah. I see hallelujah. Jehovah, Belio, oh Belio. In the most evening way. Anasi hallelujah Anasi hallelujah Jehovah Melo Hallelujah Can we celebrate them celebrate them This morning something unusual something strange a miracle will fall on you Hallelujah Anytime that you come in the presence of God where you feel God's power and his presence is an indication that God is about to do something great in your life. Are you here with me? Celebrate God one more time. Celebrate God one more time. Hallelujah. Service like this, you have to be so radical to receive. Amen. Let us celebrate and also acknowledge our leadership, our elders. I saw Eda Stanley, Eda Romeo. Let us celebrate them. The executive too. Let us celebrate them. Prince also gave a powerful ministration. Let us celebrate you. God bless you. The choir. Amen. Can you sit on top of your enemy? We thank God for a day and a moment like this. And I believe that God is about to do something great in your life. So, I have given a scripture or a theme, a topic. The rapture of the saints. The hope and comfort. Hallelujah. I believe that many people are not in church because of the theme. Because anytime that we hear rapture, then something is doing us. So, when we hear the word of rapture, then we are so scared and afraid about it. But I believe that this word will bless your life. And it will change your life forever. Amen. Can we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. I want to read the scriptures. Please, can we read it together? But I would not have you to be ignorant. Please, let's go together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not hearing you. Please, let's read together. Let's look on the board and read together. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. 
Can you give me Romans chapter 1 verse 20? Let me expound something there. Romans 1 20. Please, let's go. Of him, from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Can you give me the NIV? Or NLT? Okay, you don't have it. From the NLT, he said, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Holy Spirit, honor your word this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Let life be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Look at the neighbor and say that the rapture of the saints. Look at him. If he's frowning, look at the other person. Say the rapture of the, of the saints. The hope and the comfort. Hallelujah. So I remember when we were coming up, anytime that we hear the word rapture, then we are so scared that Jesus ever appear. And we keep on asking ourselves that how is the rapture going to be like? Is it that it's going to be like a sounding of trumpet? Is it that Jesus will just appear and everything? One time, once, uh, one time someone asked that man of God, in case maybe I am fornicating and rapture appears, what will happen? I said that go and ask God. I don't know this question. I hear with me. So we keep on asking a lot of questions about the rapture. Now, Paul, Paul letter to the church of the Romans, Romans chapter 1 verse 20, Paul was telling them that ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, the earth, the sky, the power, the, his, his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. The spirit of the Lord told me one time, he said that people have no excuse from going to hell. Because there is something that you have to see or there is something that you are seeing that God exists. So sometimes people will say that, oh, I am in hell because I didn't hear the word of the Lord. I went to hell because no one preached to me. I am in captivity because I didn't hear the message of salvation. It is totally wrong and out of unbiblical because the Bible is saying that through his invisible qualities, you can see the you can see the air, you can you can see the stars, the moon, the sky, everything. It's an indication that God existed. Are you here with me? So there is no excuse of going to heaven. And there's no excuse of you going to hell. Now, Paul letter to the church of First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse when you read from verse 13, Paul was telling them about the rapture. Now, when you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, there is no word in the Bible that talks about rapture. You can't see any word of the word rapture. But there are some occasions or there are some, there are some occurrences or there are some descriptions that talk about the word rapture. So when you read the Bible or when you even tap on your message or your Bible, you won't find any word like rapture. But there are some things that Jesus explained that talks about rapture. I remember one day I was in the house and I heard trumpet in my spirit. I heard trumpet. 
that angels they were blowing trumpet at that time i was very scared i thought that jesus had come and left we said ready adam and kobe then the first thing that i did was i woke up and i went to my mom's and my uh, my mom's and my dad's bedroom i knocked and when i knocked they said Koku, I said, oh, you are here. Then thank God that you are here. Because if my father is here, I'm safe. So I was afraid that maybe Jesus have come and Jesus have left me. Now he was talking about the believer and the unbeliever. And we have to understand these things. I'm taking my time to teach you so that you will understand this. When we talk about a believer... When you talk about a believer, who is a believer? A believer is someone who has accepted Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior and believe in his message. An unbeliever is the otherwise. And sometimes people keep on asking that, does it mean that when you sin, you go to hell? And I will explain all these things to me. Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, Therefore now, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. So it means that when you are in Christ Jesus or when you find yourself in Jesus, then you are not condemned. The word condemnation is from the Greek word katakrino, which means to give judgment against. So the believer cannot be judged. The believer cannot be condemned because he has found his root. He has found himself in Christ Jesus. So the believer is saved. So that's why Apostle Paul was saying that if the believers is safe or they are safe, then what about the unbelievers who have not seen the light, who have not come in contact with Christ? When the believer is scared of rapture, then that believer is not established. So you read what Apostle Paul was telling the church of Thessalonica. He was saying that say this to encourage them. So the message of rapture, the message of the second coming of God should be an encouragement. It should be a message of encouragement. It shouldn't scare you. It shouldn't frighten you. So when a believer hears the message of rapture and he's scared, then that, then that believer is not established. He's not an established believer. Are you here with me? So I said that the rapture of the believer should be his ultimate hope and comfort to believe in Jesus is an indication that you have registered yourself in heaven can you give me first Peter chapter 4 verse 12 to 19 let me show you something there first Peter chapter 4 verse 12 to 19 now let's read beloved not strange concerning the fairly trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you yes move on beloved but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed so Peter was telling the church that you have to be rejoice that you are suffering in Christ Jesus. You have to rejoice in suffering what in Christ Jesus. My version said that even if you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. 
for the glorious spirit of God will rest upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into some people's affair. But it is not shame to suffer for being a Christian. So Peter was telling the church that it is no, it is not a shame to suffer of being a Christian. People of God, you have to understand this: that you having Jesus or you having Christ in you, it is not going to be smooth in your work with God. It is not going to be. Uh, 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 let me say it. Just as you are thinking, there are times a lot of things will happen to you. But Apostle Peter was telling the church that for you to, because of the suffering that you are going through, if it is of Christ, then you have to count it all joy. And he was telling them that there are some of the sufferings that when you suffer, it is not worth it. And he was telling them that stealing, murdering, sometimes people will say that, oh, man of God, I, 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 I suffer, I, I stole because there was no money for me. I was in, into so many things, so I have to do the negative things for things to happen in my life. Apostle Peter was telling them that if you are doing all this and you are thinking that you are suffering in this regard, then it is no shame or it is not about you being a Christian. There are some suffering that when you suffer, it is for your own penalty and it's for your own punishment. But there are some suffering that when you suffer, then it means that you are doing it because of Christ. And was saying that if you suffer because of you being a Christian, if you're insulted of being a Christian, if you're being moved out because of you being a Christian, then it is important and it's very essential for you to suffer for Christ. Because to suffer for Christ is gain. In the kingdom of God, you have to lose before you gain. So if you suffer because of you being a Christian, if people talk about you because of your relationship with God, then count it all joy that you are doing it for Christ. Are you here with me? Tap your neighbor and say that we are about to receive a miracle. Three things the believer must do when he hears rapture. Three things a believer you must do when you hear rapture. Encourage yourself and encourage others. A believer should not be about the word rapture because it is a blessing unto us that when Jesus comes right now we are moving with him so we have hope for tomorrow we have hope that when we die we are going somewhere so the first thing that must come to you when you hear about the word rapture is when you have to encourage yourself and encourage other people not about frightening other people and telling them about the things that they are doing. The second thing. Bring the lost by teaching them. We have hope. We have comfort. We have been encouraged. But there are people out there. That they have no hope for tomorrow. That if they die right now. And let me tell you something. Before a person dies. The person knows where he's going. It is not after the death that you know, say, oh, if you right now that you are even sitting here, if you die right now, you know where you are going. No one even have to tell you, but you yourself, you know. That if I die right now, I'm going to heaven. If I die right now, I'm going to hell. But a believer who is having Jesus in him, believes that when he dies right now, he's going somewhere. So, when you hear about the word rapture, you have to bring the lost, people that are lost, people that are out 
are living in darkness, you have to bring them to the light. It is not time for you to condemn people who have not seen the light. It is not time for you to criticize people who have not seen the light. It is the responsibility and the privilege of the child of God to bring them to the light. The Bible said that this is the will of God. That God will bring those that are perish. How do you feel when you hear an unbeliever or when you hear that someone who has not received Jesus or who is not born again is dead? How do you feel? Sometimes I am. I keep on asking my, myself a question that those people in hell, those people in hell right now, I believe that they wish, said, they would have given their life to God. And just look at this. Our, 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 our generations of people who have died 500 years ago, they are still waiting for judgment. And they are in hellfire waiting for judgment. And that one alone is even small. Because there is something that we call the lake of fire. Eternity. And the only thing that can help you escape that is when you give your life to Christ Jesus. So how do you feel when you see your brother, when you see your sister going into that area? And people of God, let me tell you something. Their own believers, they are not far from us. They are around us. They are friends, they are neighbors, they are family that have not seen the light. They have not given their life to Jesus. And they are still with us. We talk to them. We play with them. We do everything with them. We eat with them. So what stops you from you bringing them to the light? Jesus will not come down and preach to them. The gift of Jesus is men. So he's looking up to you for you to do what you're supposed to do. It is not the work of the pastor. It's not the work of the evangelist. It is not the work of the apostle or the prophet. But it is the work of every believer. To reach out to those who are lost. What are you doing? The Jesus that you are receiving in your life. Are you bringing people? Or you are keeping your mouth shut. For them to suffer in eternity of hell. So when the believer hears about the word rapture. You have to, you have to proclaim. You have to announce to your friends. Or to people who have never seen the light. Preach them. Teach them. That the only way to heaven is through Christ. And we talk to them, Muslims. We have Muslim friends. We have people in the 80s. We have so many people that they have never. Can we celebrate my father, your father? Clap your hands and celebrate the man of God. There is hope for a believer after death, but there's no hope for the unbeliever. There is hope for the believer after death. But the unbeliever, there's no hope for them. So when you hear the word rapture, you have to bring people that are lost to Christ. The third thing is making your way straight in the world. Do you know that people can start with God and they might not end up with God? You can start war with Christ. You can start war with God. But if you are not solely framed, something can happen. And one of the things, one of the strategic plans of the devil, one of the strategic plans of the devil is to make your relationship with God scatter 
I said here, I said, a rich man is one who has a relationship with God and not your wealth. If someone is rich, it is not about the wealth or the money that he is having, but you having a relationship with God. That tells you that you are a rich man. When Jesus met the man, he said, that have you obeyed all the commandments? He said, yes. And he said that there is one thing that is left. Go and sow everything and give it to the poor. I said, already, we said, the adding means to me yet. The reason why the devil is fighting, the devil is running to and fro, is because he wants to scatter. He wants to put a stop to our relationship with God. So the curtain, when you hear about the word rapture, is to make your way straight in his word. The people of burial, in Acts chapter 17, the Bible said that, and when they heard the message of the apostle, Paul, the Bible said that they checked the scriptures to see that what Paul was preaching was right. How many times that do we even check our scripture? Do we even check our Bible to see that what our pastors are preaching is from the word of the Lord? Because we don't have time to meditate. We don't have time to study the word. So every message that we hear, we just obey. So people will hear about people making, uh, 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 talking against about tithing and they believe. Talking against giving and they believe. Because they are not firm in the word. Are you here with me? So make your ways right in this word. The only thing that can change you is the word of the Lord. When you make time with the word, with the word, the word will have time for you. But if you don't make time with the word, with the word, the word will not have time for you. People make time with the word and they ignore the word. But you have to make time for the word so that the word can respond to you. And I pray for you today that as you make time for the word, may God make time for you. You are not here. May God make time for you. I said may God make time for you. Can we read? So the third thing, making your ways straight in the word. Let me say this, then we move to the last one, then we pray. When Moses was with the Lord, there was one thing that the Lord said unto Moses. He said unto Moses that Moses, I make my ways to you only, but my deeds or my art to the people of Israel. So that means that there are people in church, they only know about the deeds of Christ, but they don't know about the ways of Christ. It is two different things here. So, Jesus, or God, demonstrated his power. They saw, the people of Israel, they saw the invisible, they saw the power of God. He, God demonstrated so many things for them, they saw it. That was his deeds, his art. But they never knew the ways of God. So, the Bible said that, and the Lord said unto Moses, that to you only I have made my ways to you. And not only my art. There are a lot of people that are in church, they only know about the art and the deeds of God. But when it comes to the way, they don't know. What are the, the, what are the ways of God? The ways of God is what God wants to, to do for him. His will. His intent plan for your life. That's the ways of God. If you hear the word rapture, the thing that has to come in your mind is for you to know the ways of God so that you can live by the word. Because when you miss the ways of God, you can miss everything. Let me say it again. If you miss the ways of God, you can miss everything. Because it is out of his ways that God will teach you some things. There are some people that they know the very ways of God. And we have others that don't know anything. So when God is speaking, they miss the voice of God. 
I here with me. So I said the first thing that when you hear rapture, the first thing that comes to your mind is what? Oh, you're not in church. It's what? Encourage yourself and encourage others. The second thing is what? The second thing is what? Bring the lost to Christ. And the third thing is what? Or the nose mask is worrying you. The third thing is what? Making your ways with God. Let me speak the fourth thing, then we close. I didn't come to preach. I came to teach you and help you. The fourth thing, when you hear about rapture, the fourth thing that you have to do is, is that Apostle Paul said, Apostle Paul said something. He said that salvation is good. Work your salvation with fear and trembling. Someone will say that, man of God, if a person sins, doesn't mean that the person is going to hell. If a person does something, doesn't mean that the person will be blotted out from the name of, of the book of life. The question is no. But there are things that when you conform to the desire of the flesh, it can worry you. You can become spiritually dry. Three enemies of the believer, the devil, the flesh, and the world. Three enemies of the devil. So Jesus always wants us to get close to him so that we can, we can just be dead in the flesh and always be on him with fire. So the fourth thing is that bend your desire or bend your fleshy desire. When you hear about rapture, the fourth thing that you have to do is that you have to crucify everything to God. You have to bend your fleshy desire. Because there are things that when you do, God cannot use you. There are things that when you do, you cannot hear the voice of God. There are things that when you do, something can be restricted in the realms of the spirit. People will say that, oh, even Jesus came. Jesus was God, that's why he didn't sin. Let me tell you, he was a God and at the same time he was a man. So if Jesus didn't sin, how much were you? You have to. Oh, we, we keep on hearing that no one is perfect. Oh, it is very difficult for me to be holy. It is very difficult for me to be, uh, uh, for, for me to be pure to God and everything. It is not easy. When you are controlled by the desire of the flesh, the Bible said that for him that is controlled by the desire of the flesh is death. But if you are controlled by the desire of the spirit, it's life and peace. When you hear about rapture, whatever thing that you are doing, you have to shake it off and put it off. Because there are some things that it can worry you. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. So when people hear about rapture, let me say this. Let me say this. Then we pray. I didn't come to preach. I came to teach. Let me say this and I pray. Do you know that God does not have a past? The reason why God wants you to stop your sinful desire is because the devil, the devil will frighten you with it. Let me ask you, when you committed that sin, what happens to you? Your conscience was not safe. So, oh, I saw them cry. You are still, you are still thinking about the sin you did yesterday. But be you are still thinking, God, I ask of mercy. God, I ask of forgiveness. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. Have, how many times will you still tell God that God forgive me? 
So the devil is confusing your mind because of what you did. And that's the reason why God wants you to be saved. But even though God has forgiven you, but the devil is still frightening your mind with what you did yesterday. Let me tell you, children of God, there is nothing, there is no sin that the grace of God cannot erase. There is no sin that the grace of God cannot cover. There is no sin that the grace of God cannot forgive. The reason why, you see, God is not moved when you sin, but God is moved with the repetition of what you do. So today you do it, God forgive me. The next day you do it, God forgive me. Apostle Paul said, should you still continue to sin so that grace may abound? No. When you hear about grace, you have to be conformed by the desire of the flesh, of the spirit, and not the desire of the flesh. I pray that may God have mercy on you. Can we rise up and pray one prayer? Before I pray, before we pray, if you are here, you have not given your life to Christ. I said something that the believer's hope when it comes to the rapture is when he has accepted the person Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, then you are condemned. But if you know Jesus, you are safe. If you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. If you are here, you have heard you have heard about Jesus, but you don't know him. I want you to just walk to me right now. Let me introduce Jesus to you. And if you are here, you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. There are some things that you are doing, you want to break off. There are some things, addictions, there are so many things that you are conformed to. But you want to tell Jesus that Lord, help me today. 